Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Fifty on the shot clock. Curry behind the back dribble. Has Thomas on his hip down the lane. The floaters up and good, and he got fouled. The wizardry of number thirty, and he calls for the Warrior fans in attendance. And they cheer. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Tim Roy on the call right here on 95-7 a game. And the Warriors get a much-needed victory. Oh, we all needed that one. And what do you know? They beat the Sixers tomorrow. They'll have a winning road trip. They'll clinch a winning road trip. Stephen Curry, you heard the, you heard the shot right there, 12-24. 29 points, JK. Jonathan Kaminga. There's a conversation to be had there. A lot of slander came his way. 20, 28 big ones yesterday, 10-12 for the free throw line, a double-double. Pajimski continues to shine. Obviously, Clay Thompson will get into But good morning, Shaska. What's going on, man? Good morning, and I'm glad you started with Jonathan Kaminga. I know we'll get into the, the whole Super Bowl media day today, and it's, you know, we're inching closer to this big one. I'm, I'm very excited to talk to Baldy today. He comes up at 7.30. But, B, like, watching Jonathan Kaminga, the athleticism is so like it's eye eye popping. The discernment, his ability to go from zero to a hundred in the open court is just something they have never had with this team. Like maybe going back to Jay Rich, you know what right. I mean? Like a guy who could just yam on right. anyone. Um, obviously, the free throws are a huge element because when you're clutch, I mean, he had some fourth quarter free throws late. Huge. I thought at the end of the third quarter and at the beginning of the fourth quarter, he kind of put a stamp on the game. Yep. Um, a couple of of transition plays, a couple of nice rebounds. Scoring in the paint. They had like 70 something points in the paint. 72 points in the paint. 72 to 38. And JK set the tone in the third quarter with two monster dunks. Yes. And I, even at the beginning of the game, you saw a shift in the Warriors' pecking gutter offensively. The offense ran through JK. I like Whether that. it was in a split action, yeah. mid post. And he's given the Warriors something they haven't quite had since Kevin Durant. A guy you could just give the ball to and say, Go get me a bucket. <laughs> uh, yes, that's, that's true. Very different from Katie. Very different from but, Katie. But you're right. No, but you're basically right. the same premise. That's a good point. Can you go get me a bucket, set up in the mid-block, 10 feet out, hit the fadeaway. JK, I mean, we all knew he had this – well, not everybody knew he had this potential. He's taken a lot of rocks at a lot of people. A lot of people threw stones at him. A lot of people. Well, he's here now. I agree. And so 28 points, 10 rebounds. 
The whole double-figure stat, 27 straight games with at least 10 points. Let's just throw that away. That's a given now. <laughs> Talk to me when he is, doesn't score 20. Is he there? Like, Okay, Draymond's so important. You you can't quantify all the... Dre had some pocket passes that were just sick to JK underneath the hoop. Is he their second best player right now? Right now, well, the last couple I mean, weeks? I mean, his January was the best January he's had in his career. So right now, he is playing. Like, Draymond's playing some good defense, no, no but doubt. I think he's struggling. I, I feel like but I'm slandering Dre when I say but that. But no, I, you know, I don't really get cut up who's the first best player, okay, second yeah, best yeah. player, third place player. He's their second but most you know reliable what? scorer. But you know what? He is their guy where you could dump him to the ball, dump him the ball. Hey, go get me a foul call. Yes. Go get me a bucket. Yes. Go put pressure on the rim. Get to the rack. Run out the break. Crash the glass. He's giving you all those elements here, and he's growing by the game, yeah. growing by the possession, and he's winning over the trust of Draymond Green and Stephen Curry. Finally, one of the youngsters has matched with the veterans, yeah. and the veterans have embraced Jonathan Kaminga saying, you know what? You're pretty damn good. Yeah. Come carry us for a stretch. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting watching his maturation. Like We all saw, I mean, I think most people saw the raw abilities. Right. The stuff that didn't show up in the box score uh, that we've been talking about, dude, his help defense was so much better. He was tenacious. I mean, so much better. His on-ball defense, I think, has always been really good. He's he's rebounding. I think he's around the ball more in terms right. of like rebounding. It looks like he's boxing out more. And then can, can I throw in two other guys who I think are playing just really smart. I just say smart, instinctual basketball. Pajemski and Guy Santos? Like, Pajemski's played pretty good ball this year. Um, Guy Santos? So many like hustle effort plays on like the second effort rebounds where he's he's tipping it and going up. I look, I don't know what he'll end up being. He feels like a role guy, uh, but Pajemski as a second playmaker off the bench. I like what the young well, guys have kind of given to this team right now. Well, he started yesterday. Brandon Pajemski in place of Andrew Wiggins. Pods had a really good floor game. I thought he was stellar, rebounding, pushing the pace. Look, he's got to learn how to catch and shoot. And teams are going to give him these point. open shots, and he's got to hit these open shots. He was all four for the three-point line. I didn't like the fact that he missed the two flanker free throws. Shots got to get a little better. Claxton, what but, are you doing? But you know what? Pajitsky's feel for the game. Yes. I'm not mad at that. Not well, mad at that at all. Am I? I feel like I'm getting a little sourpuss here. CP3 is going to come back. You would think at some point GP2 is going to come back at some point. That's going to cut into Pods' playing time. I don't think Pods is going to be an all-star at some point. Maybe he is. I mean, there was a point in time I didn't think Steph Curry would turn into the top 10 player of all time. Uh, but And I don't want to put shackles on the young man of Pajemski and, and try to say what he's not. But I want to see him continue to play this year. And I'm, I'm fearful Whoa. that some of these vets are going to return and maybe he loses some of his run and some of his pecking order. Let's, I, let's see what happens at the deadline. Okay. Let's see what happens at the deadline. You know, I'm not saying Chris Paul's going to get traded, but I have a hard time. You know, Chris Paul's been very good for the Warriors this season. Uh, agreed. But there is a pace issue when he does play. Yeah. There's also a clutch issue when he does play because he's a guy who's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to get you in the right spots. Good point. So I don't know what happens, but I think Steve Kerr now, and I think he's proven it on this road trip to the last three games. I'm closing with certain guys. Finally, Steve Kerr said, I got a feel for the game. I need to close with who I closed with. So last night, and we'll get to the Clay clip. Clay Thompson didn't close. Clay Thompson attempted one shot in the second half. Now, he didn't play 30 minutes, but it was obvious that game he didn't have it. And it's been a tough stretch for him. 
You know, the last eight games have been horrific for Clay Thompson. He's played a lot. He's only missed two games. You wonder if the back-to-backs are starting to get to him. But boy, after the game, he said some things. And the body language really, it didn't concern me, but I felt for him. Because the same slander that went Jonathan Kaminga's way last season. A lot of people try to tell me that Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome deserve to play over Jonathan Kaminga. A lot of people who were privileged enough to have microphones in front of their face and do shows, tried to slander Kaminga and say he was immature, he couldn't play, he was unplayable, he didn't have a good IQ, he wasn't smart enough, he doesn't pass, doesn't rebound. Well, those people are now the same people who are ridiculing Clay Thompson left and right. And look, we know what Clay is right now. He's a shooter. That is that's about it. It's not the same guy. It's not the same guy who could defend. Now I, I do like the way he grabbed rebounds yesterday. I, that's what I was gonna he say. Boxed I, out six I thought he rebounds. had a couple nice passes to Looney and Looney missed a couple right. layups, but he's I don't know. I, I feel he sacrificed shots this season. Yeah. But I, I just as what what irks me about the clay dialogue is we're gonna do one of our own like that. Well, that's the thing. This guy helped you win four championships. This guy gave his ACL, his Achilles for this organization. He's embraced the Bay Area. He's a statue guy. And you know what? That sucks. That sucks from a fan base. Like, this is how we're going to do Clay Thompson. We know what he is. We knew he was never going to be that best player. And he knows that he's not that best player anymore. But some of the dialogue around Clay Thompson is just nasty. It's I, I would preach empathy to everyone out there. Like, just... You know, it's 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 really you're calling it nasty, disgusting. The part that I that I struggle with, stop screaming. And we did this with J.K. when J.K. was on the bench, and J.K. hasn't accomplished a fifth of what I mean, a fifth, a tenth of what of what Clay Thompson has in the NBA or for the Warriors. But we'll take these screenshots and we'll throw them on the internet, and we'll take these little clips and these videos, and and they go viral. And I look at some of the comments and. It, it, the humanity is lacking when we're talking about some of these guys, and and I know that I've critiqued Clay at times. I I feel tremendously bad for the guy. I mean, I just do. I feel really bad for him. He's going through a tough time right now. I know that he was interviewed um, in the in the locker room, and the the thing that I saw was I saw a human who's going through a tough time right now, and I thought he had tremendous courage to be honest. And sometimes honesty, people want to dissect well, it a million different ways, and I just I felt bad for him. I feel really bad for him. Well, the guy's been honest the whole time, which for me... Which is why, you know, I, I get labeled as a clay apologist and all this stuff. But I'm just like, what more do you want from an athlete as a fan? He gives you honesty. Mm-hmm. He lets you know how you feel. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. Don't we want that from our athletes? Don't we want that? What what happened to loyalty? A guy who was homegrown, drafted. Memories we'll be talking about 20 years from now, Clay's a part of. Of course. Some of our best basketball memories. You know, he's the greatest two guard in Warrior history. It, it, not even close. <laughs> not even close. You know. So I just see some of the stuff where we got to kick somebody down when they're down. And last year was J.K. Last year was Moody. And the dialogue about Jonathan Kaminga. Oh boy, Jonathan Kaminga is proving a lot of people wrong. A lot of people. But why do we do this as sports fans? Do you think it's a large segment? Because I don't think it's the largest segment. I think it's a loud segment. I don't think it's a large wow. segment. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. We take a lot of calls, and a lot of people say, Clay needs to take a lesser role. Well, I've watched Clay Thompson sacrifice shots this season. Yeah. Now, at times, he chucks shots up. You're like, why are you forcing it? But the numbers are down. 
in terms of shot selection, shot yeah, attempts, yeah, yeah. three-point attempts. And look, he's shooting 37.5%, which is a career low. A lot of people will take 37.5%. You know what I'm saying? Are you kidding me? This is, this is the drop-off, though. Andrew Wiggins Thompson. would take that. So when he's sitting there on the bench, he needs to drop. It's not that he doesn't want to celebrate his teammates because he mentioned it after the game, but it's he's having a reflection of himself, thinking like, damn, man, is this it for me? Am I, like, gosh, am I ever going to get back to the player that I once was? Like, the harsh reality yes. of what it is. And you bake into the fact that he doesn't have a contract. He may be playing his last 40 games in a Warrior uniform. We don't know. That's heartbreaking for That's somebody. heartbreaking for when somebody spent, like that. When you, you 13 for, years. I mean, you were drafted. I call 21-year-olds, they're basically kids. I, I know that they're adults and they can go to war for this country and you can buy an alcoholic beverage and you can buy cigarettes and all those. Like, I understand. But to me, a 21, 22-year-old is still a kid, right? Yep. On, on, a, on a level. You go from a kid to a grown man. In an organization, you've spent he spent more time there than he did even in grammar school. Right, you know what I mean? If he went to one grammar school all the way from first grade all the way through, like, yeah, yeah, I have tremendous well, empathy for for what he's going through right now. In a, in a way, there are two guys that it, it reminds me of. Like, there's a clear Navarro Bowman um, parallel yep. when it comes to the body just giving yep. out on you. Yep. And and I felt so bad for him at that point in time. The other part, the other guy who I was thinking about, and this is more basketball, is like Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo yep. Anthony had a very difficult time adjusting to not being the best player on the team. Now, Clay wasn't Steph, but he's very close. I mean, very close. Right. And I think me, just this is me. People can disagree. I think the hardest thing in sports is to go when, when at the top level from like a 98 overall. We're going video games here. A 98 overall down to like an 88. Right. When you're an, an 88 or an 85 and you're a role player, like, right? right? Like an Iguodala, he comes to the Warriors as a role player. I think it's easier for your skills to diminish down into the high 70s and you become like a 78 right. overall. I think it's easier for you to acquiesce. I think it's really hard to go from a 98 overall down to an 85 or an 86. I just think that's, I mean, that's he, a big drop. He can't even guard guys with quickness anymore. And it's, it's sad to watch him try to guard guys. At the point of attack, it's just not, it's just not there. So they'll figure it out, and you know some of the rhythm and some of the rotations and some of the inconsistencies with the lineups have affected him. It's affected everybody at some point in time when you got guys in and out of the lineup and you're playing with different guys. But he took one shot in the second half, and I thought, look, he played 30 minutes. It's not like he only played 15. It just didn't close. And finally, Steve Kerr, in two to three games on this road trip, has had a great feel. Great feel for the team said, I need to close with this lineup to go get a win. And I have no problem with that, but I do want to play Clay here yeah, reacting yeah, yeah, yeah. to everything that happened. Here's Clay Thompson on not closing the game last night. What are they talking about? You ain't afraid to finish the game? I got to finish the game and follow the phones. Who the f here? Well, I haven't asked that yet. Huh? I haven't asked that yet. Oh, you might be about to. I don't reckon. Because I mean, you know, you didn't finish that. That's how we see you in the start of the night. It's all good. These guys play great. He played great. DP, Jonathan, and Dave. We need Trump's all. Is this an adjustment for a little bit? I mean, he's done it a few games, obviously. Yeah. You kidding me? Go from you know one of the best players. Hard for anything. I'll be honest with you. I want and to get and the visual, right the visual, the visual, the body language was. Gosh, that stole the show after a win, a much needed win. 
and you just look at the you look at the face, you look at the expressions, and the reality of you may not be back here. The reality of boy, you can't do much unless people create for you, which is why going to another team may be best for him. And the re read and react system may be a thing of the past. But boy, he was doubted out. You hear uh, St uh, Steve Kerr. Here's Steve Kerr on stand with the hot head. You know, if a group's playing well, you just stay with that group. You know, that's kind of a general rule. And uh, so we stayed with the group because they were they were really um, competing and making plays, and, and they had the momentum. So I didn't want to stop the momentum. And finally, Steve Kerr has gone to that route because we see Sacramento with Moody hits four threes yeah. in the fourth quarter. You come back with Wiggins. And I thought, boy, you came back with Wiggins, but Moody should have been subbed out. It should have been Clay Thompson. Said that in real time. Finally, Steve Kerr just hey, man, I need to win games. So it doesn't matter. He said it at the beginning of the season. It's not about feelings. It's about who's rolling right now. Guy Santos was rolling. Clay wasn't. So, like, no, he was. Like, if you take a short-term view, like, within that game, Guy was giving them a lot of second-effort plays. Like, I wrote his name down over right. and over and over in that fourth quarter because of his effort. And, and he got some big rebounds. And He's a really good help defender. He does a great job moving his feet with his hands up. But, like, zoom out a little. Guy Santos is playing at the end of the game over Clay Thompson. Like I can understand that's a tough pill to swallow yeah. if you're Clay. Like, and I'm not I'm not ripping Guy Santos, but come on, where was this guy yeah. a month ago? I mean, where was he a week ago? <laughs> that's what I'm exactly. So I, but, but Clay still I, I got have tremendous minutes. empathy for Clay. I, still got Clay. Still got his thirty. I know, but you, you like know? you said at the beginning of the year, closing. There, there's yeah, a badge there of is. honor for these guys closing, and there's a pecking order. It is a very machismo, macho. You know, gin, I don't know, man. It's about being on the floor. Yeah. Being saying, hey, I impacted the game. hubris. I was in the last five minutes, which I always thought yeah. was the biggest thing coming into the season. Everybody was fixated on who starts. It's about who's finishing. Clay's starting, but he's not finishing, and that's bothering him. Uh, let's go to Nick and San Jose. Nick and San Jose. Good morning, brother. Hey guys, I'm first of all really happy for you with the Niners and everything, and I'm pulling for them even though I'm a, I, I bleed silver and black. Um, I also want to say to you, you guys have brought such a humanity to this Clay situation, and he will be a statue. Um, my son, even though he's eight years old, has a signed jersey in his room, and I'm so thankful for him. Um, now, what, what Clay can control is his body language, and he can control still being a leader. Uh, among the other players. And uh, I'm sad that last night is a needed win, and it kind of gets, again, devoured by, you know, Clay's feelings. But he's a human, and I get that. So I'm trying to be empathetic. Unless Dunleavy gets a third serious score, and all Clay has to do is read and react and do a couple dribbles, yep. he can't close games. He just can't close games because if he was even 60% of the old Clay, we win the Hawks game a few days ago. So my question is, fellas, what do we do by Thursday to really get a third score, to change his team? Because from my perspective, and I hate to say this about Looney as well, I love him. I, I say you, you keep Kaminga, you keep Curry, um, and uh, you keep Dre. Um, and you, Other than that, I'm open to getting rid of everyone. And uh, I'd love your thoughts on that, guys, because let's face it, we're, we're maybe a 7-9 to nine seed team right, right now. And there's no way we well, we can go all the way. Well, I I thanks for the call, Nick. If you're asking me, do you trade Clay Thompson? I don't know how you do that. 
I don't know how you do that midway through the season. Because Clay, with an expiring contract, isn't going to get what you think you're going to get. Middle I mean, of the season, I right. have a hard time I, thinking. Yeah, mid-season trade for like you really want to trade away Clay Thompson? Can, can you think of anyone of his stature in Bay Area sports history who was traded at no. the deadline? No, maybe Ricky Henderson for another team, but he didn't. He didn't build that equity within the organization. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Jose he, Canseco, though, yeah. But even then, he didn't build that equity with the A's. Not with Clay. Yeah, I mean, no. he was great. I'm right. not denying. You're right. McGuire got a good one. Actually, McGuire got flipped to St. Louis, but you know what? The A's were done. They were rebuilding. They yeah. were retinkering. Those are two good ones, though. I have to say, those are. I mean, good. That, that's. But they're not on the level. They're of They're not on the level. Of they're not on the level. Not even of close. Not even close. But you know, we're we're, we're going to talk Clay. Also going to talk Jonathan Kamiga. It's Super Bowl week, of course. A lot of good stuff from Super Bowl week. But J.K. You ever heard the Paul Simon song "Train in the Distance"? <laughs> that man is the train in the distance, and it's coming up very fast. Man, J.K. is a problem. He's a beast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Beast. Y'all still want to trade him? Please. San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown to kickoff clock says we are five days, nine hours, four minutes, 35, 34, 33 seconds away from kickoff of the big game. And big shout out to Pete's Coffee. We're going to Vegas for the game. Thanks to Pete's Coffee. How about that? Pete's Coffee. Sponsor in the morning roast. Huh? What up, Pete's? Okay, wait, we got something special going on with them a little bit later in the program as well. More coming up, brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. Now, back to the morning roast with Fonte and Shasky. See ya. See the comment on YouTube, GG All in SF. Clay is not the reason for the four titles. Come on. Tell me you haven't watched Warriors basketball. Without telling me you haven't watched Warriors basketball. That's all I'll say about that. Hey, if you want to have breakfast with the roast, you have a chance at 7.30 and 8.30. We'll be offering you a chance to have eggs and toast with the roast. Tune in at 7.30 and 8.30 to learn how you can win. The contest will go through next Tuesday. Or actually, excuse me, next Tuesday. We'll go through tomorrow. This Tuesday. Today, Tuesday. Today. Is that it? Yep. Today is the last day to qualify. Damn, I thought it was tomorrow. How many people are coming? 20? Uh, 10 winners. Each gets a plus one. Wow. So that gives you 20. 20 total. You want to hear the winner so far? <laughs> no, no. We don't We don't need it. We don't, we'll, we'll do it at the end. We'll do it tomorrow. Or at the end at 830. Sounds good. So 
The we'll boy give you a doesn't question. know the zone as well as you oh do, Ponte. Tell me about it, Tony. Prop Chicken, by the way, in Oakland, will provide the food. Aria Max, the owner's there. Shout out to them. Great for people. the hookup. Proposition Chicken will be serving the breakfast. All right, J.K., Kerr, Steph Curry, BP. One thing I love about this road trip is we're seeing the youngsters mesh with the veterans. And last year, I, th- I just saw last year, there's two different teams. There's youngsters, there's the vets. The whole two timelines. Started in season. Two teams. The youngsters and the vets. Finally, we're seeing Kaminga and BP integrated with the veterans. And you know what? They're playing some good ball. They're playing some good ball. And you know what? Get out your feelings if you're not start if you're not finishing or starting. It's about winning games. You're twenty two and twenty five. You want to make a run for the playoffs? It's not about what you're doing, how many minutes you're playing. It's about winning basketball games. And finally, Steve Curtis road trip, he's turned that leaf over. I got to win games. Forget feelings. If Wiggins is not closing, fine. Wiggins is not closing. Recently, it's been Clay Thompson. And you know what? It is what it is. If you want to finish, you have to play better. And right now, Clay Thompson is not playing good basketball. So he got his 30 minutes, but he didn't finish. Obviously, it affected him mentally. Physically, he said he's in. He said that physically he feels great. Mentally, he doesn't. Mentally, he's in another world. So we got to get him right mentally. I was listening to Drew Brees talk about, you know, just his decline, right? And Drew Brees is one of the. Like, I think people underrate. He's one of the great athletes, like, you've ever seen. Even though it doesn't look like it. The guy could dunk a basketball. He's six feet tall. Uh, he could have chose any sport he wanted to play. And he was talking about his decline as, a, as an NFL player, where his body was giving out on him. And he's like, the film knew, the coaches knew, my teammates knew, but the mirror didn't know. And he was talking about how difficult it was for him to look at himself yep. in the mirror and accept... All these things that he used to be able to do that he couldn't do them, you know, at, at, the, at the level he wanted to. And it was very difficult for him to process. And I think everyone, it's easy for me, it's easy for other people to go like, well, just accept a different role and, 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 and get accustomed to, the, to your new reality. And When you've been doing something at the level that they've been doing it, for as long as they've been doing it, as proficient as they've been doing it, Gaining money and fame and titles and winning and the, the positive reinforcement that comes with the camaraderie of the team over and over and over. Right. It's easier said than done. Yep. And I think that it's really difficult. Like Jerry Rice was talking about, like, I couldn't be a number three wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I could still play. In my mind, I couldn't accept that I wouldn't be out there yep. enough. I just I couldn't I couldn't come to that realization. And I, I just I feel really bad for Clay Thompson. Like, I really do. And, and I'm not trying to throw him a pity party. And I know he wouldn't want me to, but I think it's a lot easier said than done for people to, you know, he just needs to just accept it. We need to have a little more humanity in, in how we talk about these athletes. I said it with Jonathan Kaminga last yep. year in the playoffs, and I know people lose their minds, and I get that this is a business, and I understand our feel goods are wrapped up in these professional athletes who are making lots of money. That doesn't mean that they're not human. Just because you've made a couple hundred million dollars doesn't mean tragedy, professionally or personally, can't happen to you. And so. I just, I don't know, man. I, I have tremendous empathy. I wanted to give Clay Thompson a hug when I was watching him well, in the locker room. I felt bad for him. Eddie Johnson mentioned on our show early in the season, hell, the first week of the season, Eddie Johnson said, you know, I love Clay Thompson. I love everything that he's brought to the table. But, man, sometimes you just get old. There ain't nothing you can do about it. 
Nothing you can do about it. Then our boy Freaky Ice. Frank Isola, the Yesterday Network, does the Brooklyn Nets pre- and post-game show. Listen to Frank Isola at halftime. And how about Klay Thompson? There are moments you actually feel badly for him. Yep. He just doesn't look anything like the Klay Thompson we remember. His release is too quick. He doesn't look comfortable shooting. He had a couple of threes that weren't even close, Bob. Weren't even close. Well, nobody was close that in that hurt, first half. It hurts to, to well, that, well, let's be real. Bully said it at halftime yesterday. You needed a hard hat on. There was good butt bricks going on in the first half. So it wasn't just Clay. Did anyone else hit a three besides Steph? I mean, yesterday? it was nasty. It no, was nasty. Was he the only one on the Warriors? He was Warriors? the only one to hit a three. Yeah. He was four of 11. <laughs> the rest of the team was all four of 11. And you know what? They'll credit them for, for you know, attacking the, the paint. But, but B, like, again, take a step back. In the framework of the game, Lester Kionis and, and I can't believe I'm saying, and Guy Santos were playing better, you know, and, and were helping this team, and they were giving a little jolt. But take a step back, like, Lester Kenyone, and I'm not disrespecting. Well, Lester was one of seven, but more no. so defensively in his yeah. hustle, 50 50 balls. You just need energy. They were playing more in the last eight minutes right. than, than Clay Thompson. I take a step back, and, and that's hard to swallow. Look, again, I say this out loud Clay Thompson is better at what he does in terms of playing basketball than 99% of us would be in any profession that we're ever doing, myself included. You might be the greatest plumber in your mind on the job site. And you're, I mean, Clay Thompson is one of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percentage of people out there to do what he did. So I think we need to have a little empathy. That's all. Like This is very difficult. You're watching it in real time, and it's playing out in the public. Here's Curry's message to Clay. He wants to shoot the ball better. I know he wants to be out there on the floor. Like he's a champion. He's the guy that's you know been a, as much a part of all of our success as anybody. The challenge as we get deeper into our careers is you know the adjustments that we all have to make to try to continue to to win at the highest level. So the way this game works, there's ebbs and flows. There's you know down periods in the season. There's there's times where it's, it's your time to shine. You have to stay locked in, stay ready. Um, I haven't talked to him specifically about it, but. But it's about just staying, you know, positive, staying ready. He still played 30 minutes, and he made a lot of, you know, timely plays for us. So just stay in it because everything comes back around. Right, he wasn't horrible defensively. I thought he rebounded well. But, you know, he played 30 minutes, and he should play 30 minutes at the stage of his career, especially with the injuries that he's had. Just didn't finish, and that's why it's a big deal. But it was a big deal when Wiggins didn't finish, and then we'll get over it. Originally, it was a big deal that Chris Paul didn't start. Then we got over it. We'll get over Clay Thompson not finishing. We will. It'll be okay. Steph Curry. It's not the end of the world. Steph's a great teammate. Steph, Steph's the man. I mean, his his and, his empathy, compassion, his support. I mean, the guy's one of the greatest teammates ever. Ever. And, and, and they're going to pick Clay up. Clay will have some good games down a stretch. He will. But the ascension of Jonathan Kamiga. Finally, one of these youngsters have popped. Now, Jordan Poole popped and did. He got popped and, you know, that was that. Jonathan Kamiga looks like he's going to be here for a while. The the combination of power and strength and speed. We haven't had that since Chris Webber. That, thank you. It's, it's Maybe been Luttrell's 25 years. Maybe well, Luttrell's okay, pretty well. But that was the 90s. Yeah, I know. I know. When did he get traded? 98? Yeah. I mean, think of how long ago that was. There are people with children right now in, in grammar school who don't even remember Latrell's well. No, they well. don't. And he gives you a, a guy where it's just like, boy, 
I could go get a bucket. Let me drop it off the Kaviga and let me go get a bucket. He so, has the reverse Samson. In the Bible, Samson cut his hair and he lost right. all his py- powers. He cut his hair. He cut his hair and the guy's been no, and amazing. He's and, he's, and he's hooping right he's now. He's been amazing. So, so Warriors get a win. They could clutch a winning road trip tomorrow with the win against the Sixers. Kate Scott Sixers. How about that? How about that? Three games under 500. All right. We're going to get to Media Day. We got our sound rolling in for Media Day. Opening night at the Super Bowl. A lot of Niner fans so far in Vegas. A lot of Niner fans. Will it be a pro Niners crowd? We'll get to Media Day. Shit ahead. Was shit ahead sauced? Do you have a beer or shot? I don't know, but I liked that shit ahead yesterday. And I loved his answers about Brock Purdy and being a game manager. That's all coming up. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Come on, man. You got Larry Jr. in the building. You listen to the Morning Roast. And we're doing numbers, man. Good job, Morning Roast. Sock it to me. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. This segment is sponsored by Golden State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. And if you want to be featured on our Red Gold Hotline, give it a ring now and leave a message. Let us know how excited you are about your team being in the big game. 628-400-9880. That's 628-400-9880. Brought to you by Some Station Wine. The wine company experienced some of the best wines you've yet to discover at SomeStation.com. Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl week. Opening night. Opening night thoughts, Shasky. Uh... Both teams are loaded with talent. That's number one. I mean, look at obviously Travis Kelsey because of what's going on with him and Taylor Swift right now. His stardom is like through the roof, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. I think Andy Reid is a. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the sports bubble, so I, so I'm fascinated by him. I find him to be one of the most incredible characters in sports. Just the look, his demeanor. He's got a very shrewd kind of comedic way of delivering things. Well, I love the way how he said, you know, thank the Raiders for letting us use their facility. We know about the rivalry here, but thank you for it. It was almost like. Yeah, we we got your facilities. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl in your house. He's what? so funny, isn't it? I mean, subtle jab. Maybe it's the commercials. I don't know. I I really like him. I, I I love his demeanor. I think it's just he's just. I think he's great. And then Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, be Patrick Mahomes. He's just. We're watching one of the greatest athletes ever. And when he went up onto that podium and said something to the effect of, "I'd be exactly like Steph Curry." Yeah, that's what he said. Hard for me to deny him. Right. Yeah. No doubt. I remember. Uh, Doing a show with the voice of the Niners back in the day, the Afternoon Delight. The old Afternoon Delight. We had Mitch Holstis on, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he brought up, you know, Mahomes is like, Mahomes is like Steph Curry. I said, oh, come on, dude. Like, let's stop. Let's stop. Well, Mitch, you got me on that one. Aging like fine wine. <laughs> you got me on that one, Mitch. You sound like a prophet <laughs> because he is like Steph. And that stat line, Spadoni was talking about that stat line. Last year, where Mahomes came in at Levi Stadium through for over 400 yards, it's one of the five best quarterback performances <laughs> I've ever seen in a regular season. It's not like I, I, I don't say that flippantly. We've watched we've watched football since we were six years old, five years old. This guy's the truth, and that's why I'm just thinking to myself, boy. Just score thirty at least. <laughs> score thirty. It's going to be hard to stop this dude. I, well, and I I've told you I think 
Part of what makes the Warriors run as special as it's been is they did it in the height of the LeBron era. I mean, come on. Coming off the heatles and what was going on with, with, with LeBron when he went to Cleveland, did any Warrior fan in their right mind think that we would be battling with him for championships? No. 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 So when you won that first, again, the, for most of us in our lifetime, the first championship against LeBron, yeah, I weigh, I weigh that one a little heavier. And it's just me. You know, if you can knock off Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I'm going to weigh that one a little higher because this is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. Part of the Eli mystique is Eli knocked off Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That, that's just part of it. Beat Mahomes, man. Gosh. I mean, think about Montana's, this is, this Montana's mystique. Montana beat... Elway, Marino. L- thank you. Asaisen. Kid Edison. Kid Edison, Kid Edison was one of the great really quarterbacks good. of the 70s. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, in terms of proficiency and passing. But, like, I, I do believe that that... that adds to your legacy. Part of why we view Staubach and, and Terry Bradshaw the way we do is because they went against each other. You know, and I know we forgot about the 70s and we don't want to give them love, but that's a big part of it. Doug Williams beating Elway elevates Doug Williams. Not only being the first African-American to, to lead a team at quarterback and win a Super Bowl, but you do it against Elway. In that Super Bowl, I remember my old therapist, uh, Mr. Warren Taylor, he we used to always talk sports in our therapy sessions and he's just like, you know, that Super Bowl, Bonte, it was all about Elway. Elway being Superman. Elway this and Elway that. And to see Doug Williams do it on that stage and I'll duel Elway. Phil Sims, he gets elevated because he goes 22 and 25 in the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl, I want to say 16, maybe 18, but it was at the Rose Bowl against mm-hmm. Denver to beat him 39 to 20. Phil Sims out John Elway. He gets elevated. So yes. if Purdy yes. can get on that field and dissect that Chiefs defense, and you're hoisting it at Lombardi with Mahomes going into the vis- the locker room without a trophy? Brock Purdy submitted. Submitted. This guy starts his season in the AFC Championship game, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, he's ridiculous. Well, well, he just won his first road games in the playoffs. <laughs> Can you do it on the road? He's never played a road game you in the t- playoffs. You want to talk about an absurd... That would be like, like when we were talking about the Warriors. Remember when people used to say they have to have home court advantage? And you and I would be like... They just need to steal one. They just need to get, yeah. It's just the same way with Mahomes. Like, we right. overthink these things. Like, but, he's never won a playoff road game. Oh, the Super Bowl doesn't count? Well, the fact that he goes to Buffalo in those conditions. Then he goes to Baltimore in those conditions. And Bomani was on the show the day you were out. Bomani told Spinotti and I, he considered that Ravens team one of the greatest ever. Yeah, not aging well. No, it does, but I they understood what he was team. saying. They were. I understood a great what team. he was saying. Yeah, the analytics loved this Ravens team. That's why the analytics. They did. They are like statistically. Not the game I'm watching. The analytics. I mean, Jesus. I, I love that Thursday though. night feature. I love the analytics feature on Thursday night football, though. It's great. No, no. Look, there are certain analytics. It should be a tool, right? But the problem is, is that it is. It has been a analytics is a numerical way for people who don't understand sports to talk about sports. Right. And that's the part that drives me like, nuts. Like Gigi all in in San Francisco. He shouldn't be allowed to talk sports. Why is that? When he says Bradshaw was basically Trent Dilfer. I mean, come on. This, this, Trent Dilfer like, would die this to guy, have this guy, this, Hey, hey, can we block this guy on YouTube? 
Uh, we don't need bad sports takes like that. It's, this is awful. Uh, Bradshaw, this is awful. Bradshaw's, Go watch Bradshaw. He's out of La Tech. Yeah, thank you. He uh, wanted to sling that thing. Uh, come on. That's why him and Chuck Noll always got into it. He wanted to sling it. The Steelers drafted him without seeing him ever th- play football. Isn't that crazy? Al Davis convinced Terry Bradshaw to stay with the Steelers, and it changed their dynasty forever. Yep. That was before they won, and Al, and Terry Bradshaw wanted to leave because of Chuck Noll. Yep. Al Davis said, no, you should yeah. stay. The, Probably regretted that, but Probably regretted the Oakland A's it. and the Giants and the Raiders and the Niners get in trouble for Balco and everyone loves steroids. The Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s are the most roided out team of all time, and no one ever brings it mean up. Mean Joe? Why was he so mean? Come on. I mean, uh, all these all these guys take roids. I mean, that's I, no, I agree. But I'm just, just saying, I mean, we act on, like it's they, football. It's no, pro football, dude. I mean, like, Sean Merriman won Does the, anybody care about steroids no, anymore? No. Do, do we care about our athletes? Tony steroids? Mandarin. Can I give you? Another? It ain't my body. It's their body. That's why they're hurting. It's their body, what? not anybody. What? I'm not even convinced you know? that it's necessarily hurting if you do it properly. Anyway, and I don't want to say that because they're kids in the car. B. The other takeaway I have. I don't know why. We not we us like in the bay, but like I feel like Debo gets a diva label. Okay, when I think of diva, I I think of someone who's super, I don't know, flamboyant on the sideline to the point where they're frustrated. They got to get the ball. They're screaming and yelling at teammates. They don't block. Maybe they don't want to run through contact. Like my diva in my mind, the diva Whoa. mold is, is something totally different. And I think we filed Debo under diva because Whoa. of whatever some trade demands a couple years ago. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the way he went about his business. And I didn't love the social it. media stuff, the bar. You know, when they're like 49ers, he's like. Doing his throws like, yeah, I'm done with the Niners. I'm going to scrub them off. That was it. But on the football field, I don't know who said Devo's a diva. I've never heard that. Well, I've seen the um, label thrown uh, around. Well, I, I, but, I've never seen it. I, I don't know diva, who said that. Instagram follower. Well, no, they, you know, like Johnny54321. Philly fans, Rams oh, well, fans, well, well, like teams that he's okay. run through. Oh. But like when I think of Diva, I think of someone who, like, oh, the cameras are in my face. I'm going to lean into it and show you how my wild personality. Debo's so understated at a podium. And I just, the guy means business. And I, listening to him yesterday, I'm like, oh, he is completely locked Yeah, I, I don't know who's ever said he's uh, a diva because on the football field, he doesn't play like a diva. No, now, at, I don't know who's saying these things. If it's Philadelphia Eagles fans, then that's just fans talking, right? I, why do I care about fans talking? Anybody in the media, anybody out there playing, calling him a diva? Well, C.J. Gardner-Johnson tried to say he's a running back. Well, all he did against Detroit was catch eight passes for 89 yards. Well, we- so... You know, I I mean, like they said he didn't run great routes. Well, it looked like he ran a great route right in the third quarter on that drag route. Boy, that was beautiful. Is Debo's the ultimate? 40 time means nothing. Because when he has the ball in his hand, no one ever catches him from behind. That's what I'm saying. He runs good routes. He catches the ball. He uses his hands. He trucks people. He was even trucking people at the injured shoulder. So I don't know where the Diva label came from. I never thought Diva was a Diva. I thought he was a little immature in the way he handled those negotiations. That I agree with. Came yes. in out of shape. But yes. you know what? Yes, yes. Hey, Diva tend- I don't see Diva tendencies with Debo Samuel. He may be a bit bougie in the way he dresses. That's fine by me. Ain't nothing wrong with being bad and bougie. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Bad and bougie. Come on. It's our first uh, Migos drop of the day. I like that. No, it's, it's just I see I'm him at the podium. Ball. I see him at the podium, and I think a lot of guys uh, that play the skill position spots, you know, they, they when you get into the Super Bowl and you've got all that kind of media, you, you know, you're, you're selling a brand or you're, you're trying to, like, you know, grow your whatever, your your personality or your profile online. It's just 
him and Ayuk, I'm watching those guys, and the way they play football is the same way that they were conducting themselves right. at the podium. Professional, business-like, very serious. I'm not going to give you like I'm 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 sincere. I'm going to give you like Ayuk was talking about his JC, you know, Sierra. Is it Sierra? Sierra College. He was talking about how much that program meant to yep. him as a person and how how that family and you have such deep roots with junior college. I was thinking, dude, I love hearing him explain his story. How many people know that he played JC football? Not a lot of people. And that's tough. When you get, I see a lot of guys get lost in the sauce in JC. A lot of talented players in JC, uh, Juco. But then you should celebrate these guys who do make it past those two year junior colleges to go from Sierra to Arizona State to be in the first round pick to be in the doghouse to have a back to back 1,000 yard receiving seasons. Mm-hmm. And now you have the best dual wide receiver the Niners have had since T.O. and Jerry Rice. And it's not even close. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.